0: I am so excited. We are concluding the World Cup. I'm not excited that it's ending, but I'm excited that we're going to get a winner. And the whole mayhem will come to a conclusion and we can celebrate. Speaking of celebrations, today I wanted to celebrate players who performed well in the the tournament. I don't really have a list of who's who, what's going to happen, who's going to win what. But I just want to throw out categories out there and then throw out possible candidates, according to me. This has been a very, very, very dramatic World Cup. And in a good sense. In a good sense. Like, it gave us everything. The storylines, the stars, surprise, upsets, you know, rising stars. Like, it had it all, man. It had it all. But I want to kick this off with... Goalkeeper of the tournament, according to me, so far. While saying this, we need to be cognizant of the fact that the awards may be given based on the performance in the finals, which I mean is reasonable. But I don't think there's a scenario where Hugo Lloris wins goalkeeper of the tournament. I, I don't think it would make sense for me. It wouldn't make sense. I think, regardless of whether Argentina lose or win, Emiliano Martinez should be goalkeeper of the tournament, especially for the heroics he pulled uh, when playing Netherlands. I don't think, I don't think, Hugo Lloris saving that uh, hurricane penalty com- compares. And there's not a shot on Hugo Lloris. It's just that he didn't really have to work much to keep France in the competition, while Martinez did a lot. Unless if. Maybe there's a penalty and then Loris uh, saves it. Then I'd say, okay, cool. I understand how this shifts the balance. I would also give a shout to Dominik Livakovic of uh, Croatia. He he played a solid game. Solid all tournament long. He's been solid, especially the masterclass he put on against Brazil and the penalties he saved against Japan. Those put him in a a really good position. And then there's the phenomenon. Yeah, seeing Bonu. I mean he's been phenomenal. We know. Uh the guy only considered three goals, one of which was um an on-goal. Morocco defensively have been solid, so you can't really say it's been Bonu, but I mean obviously he's martial in the defense and I mean a master of a penalty shootout they put out uh, against Spain. So for me if you ask me right now I'd say goalkeeper of the tournament Martinez number 2 Levakovic 3 um I wouldn't fight you if you put Levakovic as your goalkeeper of the tournament I really wouldn't fight you he's been phenomenal phenomenal cuz you look at the all three of the keepers that I've mentioned they they they've been heroes in the in penalty shootouts. Because people think when a team wins a a penalty shootout, the goalkeeper is automatically the hero. I don't think it works that way. There are penalty shootouts where you find that the opposition was just missing. They were hitting the post. They were... how How do I put it? They were hitting the post, going over the bar, you know. And obviously, we give the goalkeeper credit, but I mean, he didn't make the actual save. So I don't think... Um, I think there's context to this, and you look at the the Japan and Croatia penalty shootout, Ljubakovic was the hero. You look at the Morocco and Spain penalty shootout, Bonu was the what was the hero? And you look at the Netherlands and Argentina penalty shootout, Martinez was the was the leader or rather the hero. So I think that's how I judge all of this. So yeah. It's a toss-up for me between Lovakovic and Martínez, but would give it to Martínez because, I mean, he reached the final. Defender of the tournament, according to me, uh, you, so how these things work is, for me, I mean, obviously, you start with the semi-finalist, actually, actually the finalist, and then you work your way up uh, because, I mean, they reach the final. You're supposed to consider them first. Defender of the tournament... Mm, really sketchy Because The only standout defender I can think of Plays for Croatia I know he got murdered By Messi But I mean It's, it's Messi For me the The best defender Of the tournament Has been Josko Gradio. Um But I don't think He's going to get the award But I'm just telling you What I think Regardless of Who's going to win I think he's been The best defender This tournament I don't see anyone in the French national team who has been consistently dependable. Um, Varane has played most games, has been the most consistent, but I don't think he's done that well, that you'd say defender of the tournament. Um, then you look at Argentina. They've been fighting as a team. I mean, maybe the most consistent has been Christian Romero. But nothing pop in to be honest. Maybe it's because is be- because of how strong the midfield is and just how they defend in numbers and Messi over shining like shining above everyone else. So maybe that's why I'm not really high on Christian Romeo. And then you look at Morocco. Roman says I would give it to him, but. He's been getting injured. He hasn't played all the games. I'd say Hakimi. And the funny thing about all of this is... In a modern game, when you look at a right back... Especially someone like Hakimi and Masrai, You give them credit for the work they do offensively. Especially Hakimi rather than defensively. So even Te Hernandez as well. And Molina, Acuna and them. So which is why for me... I think I'm a bit biased on this award and I tend to look towards central defenders for the to give this award. So maybe I'm just going to, okay, given all that I've said, I'm not going to vote on this. I'm not going to give like, I mean, obviously the best central defender for me has been Kvadiol, but now that I I thought of left backs and right backs, I'm not going to award this to anyone because it's not fair. And there's no definitive matrix to how about this midfielder of the tournament? Hmm. Midfielder of the tournament, midfielder of the tournament. The name that pops to mind is Enzo Fernandez, Luca Modric, because it's Luca Modric. Um, maybe that might, that might be a bit disrespectful. And then you look at Aurel Chuanameni, Antoine Griezmann. Hmm. Where, do we, where do we rank Griezmann? And then Sofia Namrabat. I mean, you can't say anything and not involve Sofia Namrabat. So, man, I don't know now. I don't know. If I had to make a top three, I'd say Enzo Fernandez, Sofia Namrabat. Oriol Chonamani. No, no, no. Anton Griezmann. Anton Chrisman. Sofia Nabobad, Anton Griezmann, Enzo Fernandez. Those are my top three midfielders this, this tournament. And then, best forwards, it's obviously Leo Messi and Kylian Mbappé. And then I'll also put Olivier Giroud as well. So it's a toss-up. I think whoever performs, whoever gets many of the match in the, between those three in the final, gets of the tournament It only makes sense It only makes sense um, The MVP I mean obviously I've, I've, I've already told you Who I think should be MVP Which team surprised me the most I wouldn't say Morocco Because uh, Because everyone's like Morocco surprised us I don't think Morocco surprised me Because you look at how they play It makes sense Why they should win or at least why they should progress. They play very well. Like Let's not lie. But most of the big teams that they've played, they've pretty much defended and waited for counter-attacks the whole time. Which makes sense for them. Like I was shooting them down uh, last week, but now I'm, I'm actually, I actually see how it works for them. It works for the personnel they have and how good they are defensively. Because, I mean, they probably have the best combo of left-back and right-back in the world. Masai and Hakimi, so I shouldn't really shoot them down. Uh, and then they have Roman size that guy, Ague, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Place for West Ham now, he's superb, and Bogne as well. I mean, I've mentioned a stellar and a keeper, and now I have to mention Sofia Sofia Amrabah and that number eight, Horani. I don't know his name properly, so obviously. You get the back four so if they say they're playing four two three one they have some of the best four two in the world literally if you form a pivot to that number eight Oria, orani and Amrabat, man those are tanks so I get why they're winning so they're not really a surprise of the tournament I'm just surprised at teams that couldn't break them because I didn't think they uh teams would be so ineffective against uh, a wall like that So I think that surprised me But a team that really surprised me With how they play football um, Is Japan I'm still high on Japan Because they play high octane football And they're fearless And they they work really really hard That's what I want to see When watching football I want to see a team that's, that's fearless Hard working And play within their strengths And so it was really refreshing seeing Japan play and the way they played. They went fluking, not by a stretch of the imagination, according to me. So, yeah, that's that. Um, I gave that to Japan. So who else are we waiting for now? A team that the biggest flop? Um, Brazil. But the thing is, I expected Brazil to flop. I made a video, I made a, a podcast episode, you should check it out, it's on the list of um, episodes I released. It says, are Brazil really favorites? I said it before, I don't think Brazil are favorites to win a World Cup. Because in our lifetime, Brazil always comes with the same depth that they have now, sometimes even better but to be fair, this is one of the best Brazilian teams we've seen in a while. But they've always been marginally better than everyone in terms of depth and quality in all departments. Uh, maybe not defensively, but you get what I'm saying. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that Brazil flopped. But I mean, when they were beating... No, no result shocked me. I think I uh, when they beat Serbia convincingly, because I expected Serbia to do better... I started thinking Okay This Brazil might be different But then they played Switzerland And Exactly what I expected to happen Happened They scraped through Switzerland They struggled to beat Switzerland Because Brazil doesn't really have that They have an identity the Samba But Samba doesn't play football Samba doesn't win football Doesn't win football games Individuals Within Samba win So that's why I was like they expecting so much From individuals To pitch up on a day And you don't really win football that way, and you might say, "Oh, you are saying this only because Croatia equalized and won in penalties." But I'm like, they were supposed to beat Croatia in open play, or at least dominate Croatia to a certain extent. I mean, obviously they had so many chances that they couldn't bury, but the Brazil. I don't think they beat Argentina as well because the way Croatia beat them is pretty much the way Argentina beat Brazil in the in the Copa. When they Like you wait for them You close down the game And wait for them They won't cre- They won't create enough To go past you Because that's just not How they play football They play with space They play with flair And whatnot. not Technically I don't think they are Robust That's the right way to use Robust I don't think they are Technically robust Even though they are So talented as individuals That's just been The Brazilian crash That's just how Brazil has been So yeah Young player of the tournament, oh man, there's been so many. There's been so many. I don't know everyone's ages, but I know Um Gavi impressed me. I wasn't really high on Gavi until the Morocco game. I mean everyone that knows me knows. I I think Gavi is overrated. Um but I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching. Petri was a bit down, but I think we all understood the problems that Spain have. They don't have a good front front line, so and, and, and an unlocker, a creator of note. And yeah, that's when we saw that probably Togo Alcantara would have been that unlocker for them. The proverbial number 10. Yeah. But Pedro will go into that role, I assume. So yeah, that's that. Um, young player of the tournament. Oof. Um, obviously, Enzo Fernandez has to be in the list. At 21, Jude Bellingham at 19, Jude Bellingham was fantastic. Pukai Osaka was fantastic. Um, who's young on the Croatian team? I don't think there's anyone who's particularly young. Oh, Josko Vadiol. Yeah, definitely. He's 20, man. He plays like a beast. He's 20 and he's playing like a beast, an absolute tank. So I think I'd give it I'd give it to either Enzo or Fadiol. Definitely one of those two deserve it. Yeah. France. is young. I just don't know how young he is. Yeah, it's between Chonamini, Gradiola, and and Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, that's all But overall, it's been a I don't like how this episode kind of looked at the semif- semi-finalist and not the World Cup as a whole, but that's just how things are because i'm I'm just talking about awards. I'll make another episode where I look at people who pleased me even though they didn't go far and top of that list is Mohamed Kudus from Ghana. He was sensational he needs to he needs to leave he needs to go somewhere anyways, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. I hope you'll enjoy the World Cup final if you're hearing this before. The final on Sunday, the 18th of December, 2022, 5 p.m. My time. I'm from Africa, so 5 p.m. If you're hearing this after the final, I hope you enjoyed the final. I hope you had a blast of the World Cup. And as always, cheers.